0: Rider Nation bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Rider Nation.
1: go this is the piffles podcast your premier saskatchewan rough riders fan podcast thanks so much for joining us i'm alex i'm steve
0: and i'm still waiting to get drafted like this is like the nfl where they have like three days of draft right just i didn't make the tv portion uh yes Does okay that make you feel better uh yeah so if i if i uh, if i have to go it's because my phone's going and i got drafted because chris jones took guy with one with one game i'm assuming he's going to get to me eventually
1: well, and that guy didn't play for three years. So uh, when, was, when was the last time you played?
0: Well, uh, further. That's why I'm, I'm assuming I'm
1: going to be like round 12. Oh, perfect. Well, good luck, Greg. Give us a follow on Twitter at PifflesPod. You can give me a follow at RealAlexD. I'm there at Safamod. And as always,
0: I do not want nor need your pity follows at GravenSports.
1: Pivots podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. And now that it's, uh, well, we're one week away from rookie camps. We're a week and a half away from training camps. What better time to go get a blizzard? Because it's so nice outside, finally, go get some blizzards. That's that's the main point. Plus 26. Are you kidding me? That's too hot. Especially, that too- like, we
0: had snow two weeks ago. Not even two weeks ago. <laughs> Like literally as, Blizzard came as, somebody, through
2: here. as somebody who bikes to and from work right now, I'm very much enjoying this plus twenty weather. I hope it sticks around because the plus thirty stuff is awful.
1: Enjoy your swass. Let's get to the opening kickoff. <laughs> I'm not even laughing at so, the sound sound bite. Use yeah. the word swass. <laughs> Best not to think about uh, picturing Steve riding a bike with uh, that going on. Anyway, total, total Ned Flanders vibes. <laughs> stupid sexy Steve. I I never thought I'd say that. My goodness. All right, we're gonna clip that and play that a
2: lot. We're like a minute into this episode and we have gone way off the train tracks, and
1: I'm loving it. Well, let's let's get to football because that's why we're all here, and uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from the first preseason game, guys. I'm excited for this. The CFL draft of course happened on Tuesday with the global draft. We'll start with the global draft and we're not going to go under Palooza. It. Yeah. Five of the first 10 picks, Australian punters. So just if you want to fast track your way to the CFL, learn how to be an Australian punter, I guess is, is the way, but that shows me that teams don't give a crap about this. The general managers do not care. That's a position where the drop-off between a Canadian or an American kicker to a global kicker, there probably isn't going to be much of one. So you can bury that guy. That position now is the token seventh Canadian on the wide side receiver. That's what the punter is now in the CFL.
0: Hey, like I said, with these new punting rules, these weird Aussie punters are now their weight in gold because the, the returns are going to be absolutely wacky. they're going to let him bounce for 15 yards every time now no one's taking it in the air i'm telling you that right now
1: now i do want to give props to jeremy oday and the riders because they look like they're the team that actually seemed to do their homework on this and looking at it a little bit more the guys that they picked were actually very solid picks so they took two linebackers one from sweden one from switzerland jordan jenmar keith uh he was in the first round and lucas uh I hope I say, is it Ross? Is it Rose? I'm not, I'm not sure. I hope I don't pronounce it too terribly wrong. Um, was the the he the w-
0: winner of a uh, rockstar supernova?
1: <laughs> Boy, that was Lucas Rossi. My mistake. Yeah, was Rossi Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the Jen Mark Heath, he, uh, spent, he, he's going to rookie camp with the Kansas city chiefs. He's gone through the international program there that the NFL has, which is basically what CFL 2.0 is. And he was a starter at UCLA, which is no small school in the States. That's a, that's a pretty good football school. So that right there shows that this guy has legit talent. One thing I
0: noticed about this year's global draft, there was a lot of international NCAA players. It wasn't like drafting someone from the um, Guadalajara Raptors or whatever they did with the first draft. It was a lot of... Hey, the Raptors have the best helmets. It's not even Guadalajara. I can't remember the, what city they play in Mexico. I want one of those helmets. But it was a lot of actual college-level uh, athletes that could play. And say what you want about the, the CFL 2.0 and the global draft and what a joke it is. They're actually finally pulling some real athletes and it actually is becoming a better thing, I think.
2: All, all I know is I instantly want to become a fan of the Guadalajara Raptors. Now, if that's actually a team the, the, in,
0: the me- in the Mexican league, there's a team called the Raptors. They have a giant eyeball on the side of their head.
1: It is,
2: it is a, quite
1: the helmet. I want one, but it's not Guadalajara. I, mean, and I can't remember where they're from. So props to uh, Jo taking a couple linebackers. And the nice thing about that is, is these are guys you can put on special teams as, as gunners or, or whatever and see if they can actually play. In the CFL, you don't have to have them just sitting on the bench wasting a roster spot. So if one of these guys makes it as a global player, we already know that uh, Vedvik is going to be the punter. And that's one spot right there. But if one of these guys can can make an impact, and they got some size to them as well, these linebackers, 6'1", 225, 6'2", 230, like, that's, that's good size. So props to J.O., Um, for not going after taking the easy route and taking a kicker and bringing in guys that have a legit chance of possibly making the team so and we also have christopher
0: Zelia on the roster as well like we're actually pretty well set at global players weird as that sounds to be
1: bragging about well and that's and that's the whole thing about this program is this is what the board of directors and randy Ambrosi wanted to get out of this is guys that can make an impact and and actually play and not just be the, and no offense to Rene Brassea, but just kind of taking up a roster spot and, Oh, okay. You can go out on, uh, on and block for field goals. Like that, people aren't going to tune in to see an alignment do that. Sorry, but
0: on the plus side, we haven't heard uh, any complaints about guys quitting their jobs over in Germany to, become, to try to be a receiver in Canada.
1: No, that happens the other way, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, usually.
1: <laughs> so props to Jo and the Riders for seemingly taking that seriously, which not a lot of the other teams did. Uh, Edmonton took three kickers. So that just tells you exactly that's Chris Jones for you. He doesn't give a crap about this. Chris Jones, any D. draft, any draft. He doesn't the care. only the only thing he cares about less than the global draft is the CFL Canadian draft. And speaking of the Canadian draft, let's get to the Riders picks, eight rounds. Starting off with uh, Noah Zer. No,
0: no, no. Raise your hand if you th- thought that the Riders were taking anyone but Noah Zer and everyone could put their hands down, you filthy liars.
1: Because when I saw that pick come in, I was like, what? I'm really? not surprised when after a wide receiver, I'm just surprised that they didn't take Noah Zer. When, when Cherry went third, I was like, I did not expect him to be the
0: first Husky to go. I'm like, okay, so that definitely cements the fact that the Riders are taking
2: Zer. And then when they didn't take Zer, I'm like, say what? When well, they didn't even take the most high-profile receiver that was still on the board in uh, whichever the two fill pots was left. I mean, I to say this pick shocked everybody. I I would say is is accurate. Seems like now, a good kid has talent just not uh, not where anybody expected the riders to go.
1: Now, why they didn't take the fill Pod was both the fill pots actually tested pretty poorly at the CFL combine. So, and that's something that they should have tested a lot better at. So, JR already had a good look at these guys and Samuel Emilis, Louisiana Tech. All right. We'd look at his tape, of course it's it's highlight tape. It's going to look good, but It looks like he can get up and and get the ball, like a jump ball, the 50-50 balls. And we talked about that all last season was nobody was coming down with them. If this is a guy that can bring down a few of them in his football career, like that's and he said it himself on his uh, media availability, that that's what he does. He goes up and he gets the ball and that's what the riders needed. And and he's happy to do that. Now, he does have a uh, rookie camp invitation in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals, but I mean, it's kind of a good spot for him right now with DeAndre Hopkins uh, suspended for six games for Andrew Harrison it. And, but um, I think it's a good pick going with a receiver because the Riders lost. Braden Linnaeus to the Atlanta Falcons. Terrell Janner retired. And when you look at the depth behind Keen Schaefer-Baker, it's nothing that really lights you up. There's, you know, Justin McInnes has, has shown some promise. Um Mitch Pickton is still to me, a project that is still probably a couple of years away from being a legitimate contributor to the team. And
0: then so, you got six, five,
1: Wesley Lewis. I, got, I keep on forgetting we signed him. Yeah. But there was a position that I thought they would maybe take in the second or third round, but they went with first round there. Well, let's be honest. You look at depth. Um, the riders you,
2: you mentioned, Jana retired and Lennius is gone. What are the odds that uh, Keon Schaefer Baker doesn't get a look either down south or, you know, some high profile money at the end of this season if he plays even half as well as he did last year? That the depth behind him is looking scary.
0: And you got to think, and yeah, the Philpott twins uh, tested poorly at the combine but also guy with ncaa pedigree that's the thing canadian receivers now are getting a lot of ncaa playing time as opposed to back in the day when you had fantusa coming out of western like these canadian kids are playing in ncaa schools now and that's why a lot of our
1: better players are going straight to the nfl i think the jeremy o'day thought that maybe noah zara could have been there in the second round And uh, he was there in the second round, but of course, because he's a Saskatchewan Husky, the BC Lions took him at 12th overall. So they ended up going with Zach Fry out of Western, offensive lineman in the second round. Um, Started at right tackle. So this is a guy who you can possibly move inside his guard right away, um, but can play that tackle position. So if that can end up being the plan that, Brett Boyko was last season for the Riders, and, and eventually get this guy out at, at right tackle. You can go four Canadians on the O line. That would be a huge, huge steal for Jeremy O'Day.
0: Western's football program has is deadly. Like it's it's always been good. Yep. Uh, so yeah, picking a guy to Western, you can't go wrong. I'm sorry. Well,
1: and they just won the Vanier Cup too, so the guy knows what it takes to win. And you, to be honest, you can never go wrong picking
2: top tier O-lineman in the Canadian draft anyways. That's the one position, no matter how many players you have in the cupboard, you can always use one more. And they
1: got one more in the third round with Diego Alator Montoya from UBC. And uh, I loved him in the WWF, man. (laughs) That was just incredible, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was just incredible. Got to get our wrestling uh, fix here in <laughs> the Bibbles podcast. What's interesting? Or the guy, jock strap on his face. It was great. <laughs> What's interesting about uh, Montoya is that um, he's actually from Mexico and he qualified for the Canadian draft because he played four seasons in U Sports. Otherwise, he would have been in the global draft. So that's why he was in the Canadian draft. So already kind of has that ratio breaking. You know, CFL loves to have that little wiggle room to make a non-Canadian a Canadian to help with the ratio. And and if he can end up being a guy that can start in a few years, that's an absolute great pick there. And I, uh, I, I asked Darren Gill, uh, one of the CFL agents, um, yeah, super agent. Is this a guy who can come in right away and maybe press for that sixth O-lineman spot, maybe press Josiah St. John, who we're just assuming right now when you look at the roster is the sixth O-lineman but is this the guy that can press for that immediately or is he going to take a couple of years to try and develop? And he replied to me and said, this is the guy who can come in and push for that right now. Like this guy is CFL ready. He looks mean. Maybe not to be a starter, but to, to get gameplay already. That's, that's a good thing.
2: But in all fairness, what exactly is the guy's agent going to say? You know, I think, I think he might be good in like six years. He's
0: going to be a project, you know, like yeah, like, so, I mean,
1: take that with a grain of salt, but still, that is kind of promising to hear.
0: But that, that said, Joe St. and John's are 12th offensive lineman. I'm sorry. <laughs> better be.
2: <laughs> and given how many players BC took from Saskatchewan, I feel like this was a bit of a, a revenge choice, taking a guy out of UBC.
1: We'll, we'll get back to the Riders picks because, yeah, let's go with those BC picks. I couldn't believe this. They just uh, drafted Kelly Bates all over again it was uh, Nathan Cherry third overall from the Huskies defensive lineman. Noah Zare, 12th overall from the Huskies Ryder Varga from the Regina Rams 29th overall and then the other defensive lineman from the Huskies Riley Pickett 41st overall so the BC Lions just they didn't they they just sent one scout out to Saskatchewan and said okay find the best players and the the they, good news the good news is like 3 years 4 years we got some hometown signings in free agency and, you know, I actually thought about this. I'm like, okay, a lot of pressure is on Jeremy O'Day to to draft local. And it seems like it's been that way for the past couple of years with Madeline Riley, Nelson LaCombo, And maybe that's not a bad thing. Bring in somebody from somewhere else, get them to be a star here, keep them around. Meanwhile, let these Sasky guys go somewhere else, develop a little bit, and then just come back. So you're basically doubling up, right? So It's okay for Brendan Labat. Yeah. So that's a, that was kind of a funny thing that uh, kind of came up and I was like, you know, that's not necessarily a bad idea, but I think, I think O'Day probably thought he could have gotten these guys a lot, a little bit later than he did, but, or than he could have, but they were taken by the time the riders came around and there was no trades whatsoever during the draft. So.
0: Cherry going three still blows my mind. I did not have him
1: going that high no i thought he was gonna be maybe a second rounder and uh and i mean bc must have saw something in him if that's their guy then i mean yeah it might be a reach but if you're truly thinking that that's your guy and he's gonna be a starter for you they could have got him at 12
0: 12. i really think they could have got him at 12
1: probably but Hey, if if like I said, if that's your guy, then by all means, yeah. then, then, then it's a good pick. doesn't matter where you take them. If you really think he's going to be that good player for you.
2: But let's be honest though. This wasn't exactly a Corey strange or Cody strange reach. Hey,
0: Bill <laughs> Belichick has earned the right to pick the most random player he can find.
1: <laughs> Reaction from Sean McVay <laughs> on that though. Jeez. I thought, Oh, we thought we
2: had him at 104th. Yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> I love that he had to come out and like, no, no, I respect Bill Belichick. It wasn't meant as a slight. No, it was. Everybody oh, no, knows it wasn't. It, it's it wasn't. okay.
0: No, I, I, I kind of get his explanation for it, and I know we're veering off in the NFL here, but he, he, they, they thought he was going to be available when they had a chance to take him, and yeah, they had him way later than obviously the first round, but. Yeah, I just yeah. The thing about Bill Belichick, he drafts guys to put where he wants them, kind of like Chris Jones. Except Chris Jones just doesn't okay, care.
2: I'm pretty sure Chris Jones just takes a dart, throws it a dartboard. Well, we're taking that guy.
1: I thought it was uh, a wheel. Back- Actually, I don't think it's a dart. I think it's just a wheel. Getting back to the Riders' picks, uh, fourth round linebacker Tommy Bringy from Wilford Laurier. Uh, round five, this is where it got interesting to me for the Riders, was rounds five, six, and seven, three straight defensive backs with uh, Tristan Fleury out of McGill, Jaden Dalkey out of Alberta, and Zach Herzog from Hillsdale College, which is a Div 2 school in, in Michigan. Um, but it's really interesting to me, going three straight defensive backs, that tells me a couple things. One, we know Mike Edim is the starting safety for this team. But Jacob Dearborn is still a free agent. He still might be doing the whole um, bobsleigh thing, but uh, it was expected that he was going to be brought back. He hasn't yet. So maybe one of these guys is going to end up being the starter for Edom and maybe potentially the replacement for Edom in a few years. So I don't mind the idea of grabbing a bunch of guys right now that you think can can come in and compete for that backup spot and start um, preparing them to be the starter in a few years. When Mike Edom is
0: done, and you got to think, Locombo is going to get a look uh, with the, uh, in the down south with a few years in the uh, CFL under his belt because he was supposed to go down there before he got hurt, and then he got dinged up in Washington camp, and then came up here. and Then, well, we all remember that uh, pre-training camp
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that sure is not happening this year. I can. Oh, they
0: they, be, they better not start anything until like right at like nine o'clock camp open.
1: We aren't doing anything before that. And with the final pick, riders taking receiver out of the Regina Rams program, Riley Boersma, Um Don't mind the don't mind the pick at all. You got your local flavor there, and, and a guy who still has a couple of years left, I think, in eligibility, so he can go back to the U of R and uh, get a couple more years under his belt and come back. A little bit of a smaller guy at five ten, but I mean, this
0: this is cool. know, I,
1: this, this pick is always pigeonholed as we're drafting a
0: Regina guy. And I lo- I love it every year. Like they they, they just grab a Regina guy. Just to, like this this is the Mitch Pickton. I I almost I said Memorial. He's not dead, but like this is the Mitch Pickton spot. This He'll is where you with. grab a local guy for the publicity.
2: Well, and it's it's one of those spots where if the guy works out, you know he's there for life. And if it doesn't work out, it's a eighth round pick. Who cares? I
0: went I went through the history of the eighth because the eighth round pick hasn't been around that long and. I think only one player has ever worked out, and I can't remember who it was. Off the top of my head, he was here. Yeah, I know that's who, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. Now even then it's... he went to Montreal. That's why I'm, I'm drawing a blank.
1: Oh, it was the receiver, wasn't it? Yes. Or was he defensive back? No, he's a receiver. The receiver.
0: Oh, only one player has ever made a starting roster, and that was him. And I can't think of his bloody name now. And then you tell me, I'm going to feel like an idiot. We'll find it. We will find it here. This is great podcasting. As we go, as we, we like search Google. I can start singing if uh, Steve Steve wants me to.
2: No, I don't need to leave this this show yet.
1: Please, Steve. Please, please do. Please do. Josh Stanford. There you go, kid. Josh Stanford, yeah. All you had to do was threaten me with singing, and I got this. (laughs) Anyway, overall, what do you guys make of this draft? Because it doesn't look like there was a lot of, uh, you know, giant name picks, but I like it.
2: It was a hundred percent. We picked from need. We we went after wide receivers. We went after offensive linemen, and we went after DBs. It it was it was fill the cupboards. We've got a lot of Canadian talent on this roster right now. This was all about building for twenty twenty four and beyond. This is this most of this most of these guys won't see the field this year, but they're they're re adding a lot of depth to uh, to the future of this roster, and you love it.
0: Well, you you got to think too, like. Dan Clark is old in the tooth as a as a as a professional football player. Labat ain't coming back. I don't care if he's on our suspended list or not. Um, Adam, who knows how he's going to be with injuries? Like you got to plan to replace him. Like I said, Lacombe is probably going to get another look in the NFL or at least try to go down there. So you got to replace him. So and then yeah, our unfortunately losing Lenius and Jenna retiring. Our wide receivers are not bare bare, but it's getting there. So, yeah, you, you, you got to roll those guys through. It's not like like some some teams drafting quarterbacks and kickers. And it's like, yeah, you don't, you guys just don't care. Like, sure, why not? Do it. Go ahead. I don't care anywhere.
1: And that's what I thought was that you see a lot of the, like. it seems like, a, especially when you get into the later rounds, a sure why not pick. I don't see any of the riders' picks as a sure why not. They, they all make sense to me, which is uh, great to see. Really, again, props to J.O. and the, and the whole scouting staff for the Riders, uh, they did their homework on this. They they put in time, and I think it's going to show in a few years. So that's the Riders draft there. That's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festian of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Let's get to our Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. And we mentioned off the top of the show, Rookie Camps next Wednesday, May 11th. And as Greg also mentioned, hopefully not a second before that. So we lose more players to injury. Um, But with rookie camps coming in and we just talked about the draft picks, a lot of them will be there. Who do you think we each get one name here? Who do you think is going to wow at rookie camp and become a regular on the team? And let's go big here. Who's going to be a CFL star this, you know, the like Western wrestler nobody knew who he was. And then all of a sudden he's an all-star who is that guy for the riders? You know, I'm, I'm thinking I got to look somewhere
2: along in the, in the backfield, uh, after losing William Powell, that spot is wide open. And the only guy with real CFL running back experience they brought in was Shaq Cooper. I don't know about CFL rookies, but they're, they brought in a few, they brought in Shamar Moreland, um, Frankie Hickson. I it's gotta be one of those guys. There's not a lot of open spaces on this roster as we head into a championship hosting season. i'm gonna I'm gonna throw a dart and go with one of those two.
1: Greg?
0: Oh, my lord, I don't know. i i I think there's gonna be some transition on the offensive line this year. And I still can't believe we got Logan bandy so late in the draft last year. I think he is going to. And that's, and that's why I keep on joking that uh, old uh, Josiah is our 12th offensive lineman. I think Logan Bandy is going to come into camp pissed off that he fell that far in the draft. Uh, yeah, he went back to school last year, but his stock was he – was, he was projected as the first overall, and he fell. So I think he's going to come in pissed off and knock some heads off. I'm going to go with uh, someone
1: in the backfield as well, but I'm going to go with the defensive backfield. Uh, which I think could be a wide-open competition for a couple spots. And I'm going to go with Amari Henderson. 6'1", 182, he's got a lot of size for a defensive back. Could probably play one of the linebacker cover spots as well, which now with the new rules, both the Sam and the Wills linebacker, they're both kind of cover spots now. So I think he can possibly... Do that out of Wake Forest. He's only 24 years old, so has plenty of football to go in his career. And I'm taking my shot in the dark with Amari Henderson. Is Sammy Coates coming to camp? I hope so. I doubt it, but I hope so. They could bring in Amari or um, Martavis Bryant. He was just cut from the uh, Edmonton Elks. If, if he
2: got cut from the Elks, I'm not entirely sure. Well, he's not a quarterback, so he's not really valuable to Chris Jones right now. <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm going after anybody that's uh, that's cut from Toronto
1: and, and Edmonton. So rookie camps start on Wednesday, the 11th. That'll be in Saskatoon at Griffith Stadium. And then uh, training camps the week after that. Now, we talked about uh, those hard knock style behind the scenes videos that are coming out from the CFL. And we talked about the marketing, that this has to be a league thing and this has to be on TSN, which I... Still, I'm going to hammer home. It has to be on TSN somewhere, but Montreal is also joining in on that, which makes four out of nine teams: Montreal, Ottawa, BC, and Edmonton. Are we going to see any more before the season? The regular season starts from the five teams. All I know is
0: Montreal has to do a ton of creative editing to make Danny Machocha interesting to me. <laughs> unless, they, unless they, unless they, all they do is show that video of him like celebrating long before the game's actually over. I will gladly watch that over clip over and over again. You got
2: it. Keep Machocha away from any screen that I'm watching. Do that clip or the one uh, there was the pitch and catch back in in Saskatchewan years ago, where where Keith, Ken and Keith had the option to pitch it last second to score a touchdown, and you just they kept showing Machocha's face. And just... I realize this is a podcast. A, this so is a podcast, not this. a visual meme.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. But
2: like. His facial expressions, the entire video were just beautiful. So don't, don't, no audio, just video expressions throughout the draft. That's all you get from him.
1: I really want to see more of these. I haven't watched all of the, uh, all the videos that are out yet, but this is just stuff that needs to happen. It seems so simple to me. And I know we harp on this all the time here on the show, but like, it's just market your players it's nice. The riders announced that they're going with uh, training camps going up to Saskatoon. They're also going. Uh, I think there was ones in North Battleford. They're going to do some other yeah, um, in stuff in the, in the northern part of the province, which is awesome. And they need to get back out in the community and doing this. And now that you know, there's no restrictions on on things anymore that they can get out and do that. And hopefully, in places like Ontario, Quebec, where there still still are some minor restrictions. Um, if they can get out into the communities again just the CFL as a whole needs to make that happen and we talked about the the Shy Ross video from a couple of weeks ago where he did the backflip with the barbell and did the backflip dunking an Oreo last year he may not be the best receiver in the league even the best Canadian receiver in the league but you got to make this guy a star like this is stuff that you just have to put out as dangerous as the backflip with a barbell is where I saw a couple of GMs saying, do not do that. Hey, anybody on my team, do not do that. But still, stuff like that needs to be celebrated. We need to see more of it. And it can't just be a viral video on Twitter. It has to get put on TSN and not buried at the end of
0: SportsCenter. I'm telling you, every time that Shai Ross misses a catch against the Riders and I'm near Twitter, I am posting the uh, Dwight Schrute yelling, do a flip because that's the only way he's going to be able to catch a goddamn ball. <laughs> like great athlete, bad receiver. I am sorry. But no, yeah, no, like yeah, but yeah, same time yes, we need him. A... awesome athlete. Like that is great. They, they, got, they got popular in the states. Like they like NFL players were like sharing that video of him doing the flip with the barbell because like what the hell is this? So yeah, like stuff like that is going to turn heads and yes, it will go mainstream. But yeah, the league needs to embrace that. And I, I don't know what to do. Like guys, I'm, I'm, I'm do I do this podcast. Well, weekly during the season, I'll gladly give you all the tips you want. Just, just hit subscribe. Cause I will tell you, Oh, but Hey, everyone's getting new helmets. Apparently. I don't know. What, what's that about?
1: Well, yeah, but you look at the, the Marshawn Lynch was in the Toronto Argonauts facility and he had the Argos, uh, winter jacket on for some reason. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, with, Corey, with Corey Mace and a and couple of the other players there, like, great, you shared that. But that's an NFL star getting, oh, well, because he's wearing a CFL thing, that's, that's a great thing for the league. Well, okay, sure, maybe it is. But people want to see Marshawn Lynch now. They don't want to see the Toronto Argonauts stuff. They want to see Marshawn Lynch. If you can somehow get to a point where you're getting CFL players – shown like that that's a good thing and that's what needs to happen even if you bring in some some greats like bring in uh damon allen once in a while and do some promotional stuff with him you Get We're bring nice weston dressler back if you're the riders just stuff like that like it's got to be more than just oh plaza of honor we'll bring him back for one night and then they're gone again like you gotta I, I i don't know what the answer is with marketing but they gotta do something I had something and then I lost it. say so you look like you're pondering something. I did. I had something. I'm like, I just lost what I was going to say. Marshawn Lynch, Toronto. Um, oh, yes. So super. It, Will Ferrell showed up to the Bowl wearing BC
0: lions gear. That lasted maybe an hour on Twitter, like half a day tops. Like, and he basically did it to troll Ryan Reynolds. Cause they, they, they were doing a movie together at that time. Like, Get Ryan Reynolds involved, like get get these players involved. Like Ryan Reynolds pushes a lower tier Wales soccer team. I think he owns.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and that's those videos go viral because it's Ryan Reynolds. Who
1: Why was I saw on Twitter, Greg? And it, was it a? It's a female wrestler, like in, in pro wrestling. Uh, Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. She was on impact
0: for a bit and she was in the WWE system, but yeah. But yeah, she's got a huge following podcast, everything. Yeah. And uh, she's from Massachusetts, a New England Patriots fan, also part of the reason why I follow her. And yeah, also it's like, it's almost BC Lions
1: season. I'm like, what? Where'd that come from? The league needs to grab that and capitalize on that. And even though, like, I mean, honestly, I don't know who she is, but you're going to find people that do know who she is, reach that market and bring them in. And all of a sudden you got more fans seeing this league, bring her into a game. doesn't have to be at BC probably would be, but you know, bring her to a game, even if it's in, let's say it's just in Saskatchewan, just for argument's sake, do it against the lions and bring her in. And even if people are booing her, it's still a fun thing
0: to do. And she'll put it on her social media and it'll go to the world and boom, all of a sudden like, what, what's going on here? Like, I, I joke all the time that the Rock is the Stampeder's greatest player because he's the most famous, <laughs> and it's it's hilarious to Mona's Stampeder fans. I'd actually kind of embrace that because, yeah, oh. sure, we yeah, why not? But Rock talks fondly about a CFL time anytime time he gets. He he talks lovingly about Wally. It made yep. his sh- it made his young Rock show. Like, if they could – something like, and I understand he's got the XFL to worry about, and, you know, he was almost once a future commissioner of the CFL. But we need to – we need to somehow get him – I don't know. Like I said, like, they, they had a chance to embrace that relationship, and then a bunch of people started panicking about CFL going to four downs, and then the XFL suddenly just disappeared.
2: You know what the league could do? They could they could take a page out of the Hamilton Tiger Cats playbook and book Bring a bunch of celebrities on uh, cameo to do incredibly ridiculous.
0: Oh, Brett Favre
2: throw throw out videos that don't look like they were paid for at all.
0: Uh, besides the cameo uh, watermark in the bottom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just I was
0: just happy they got you know, Minnesota Viking great Brett Favre do a video for them.
2: Hey, that's New York Jets great. It's okay, given his recent struggles. I think uh, I think. Packers fans are good with uh, him being a Vikings fan now or Vikings legend now.
1: And one thing um, just in terms of marketing, again, uh, uh, selling the league CFL branded gear, Brandon Banks tweeted out CFL would get more fans and jerseys sold. If they could get customized custom, if there was a website that had customizable jerseys of your favorite player. Okay, well, Brandon, there are eight of the nine teams do that already. Okay, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Your new team, the Toronto Argonauts, were the one that I went through the CFL list on the CFL website. When you go to shop, it just takes you to each individual team's yeah. store. The Toronto one doesn't have a customizable option, but if you go around and, and kind of search Toronto sporting stores, you will find places that do customizable names for Argonauts jerseys. Plus, if you're at the stadium, they'll do it there anyway. So. Brandon Banks, I don't know what you're talking about there, but whatever. But while I was searching the red locks, just making sure that every single team had the online option to do this, to sell customizable gear, they have, they're the only team that has CFL branded gear with the CFL logo. They have two different shirts, a black shirt and a gray shirt. They have a gray hoodie and, or sorry, bunny hug, and they have a gray uh, crew neck sweatshirt. I just want a hat so I can be Rob Lowe nothing's exactly right so nothing specifically you know great about these products but i bought all four how many people just want a a cfl just just a shirt you're let's say you're 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 a hamilton fan but you're going to go to you have a business trip and you have to be in calgary for a calgary versus montreal game okay yeah you're likely going to wear your tie cat stuff but hey I don't want to get people yelling at me for, oh, you're at the wrong game because fans are a-holes and do that. i got, got a, a great t- story about that, actually. You can, you, you can uh, just have the CFL shirt. So how many people are out there that are like that? How many hardcore fans like us that have a team just want a CFL branded t T-shirt just for the hell of it? Do that. It's easy. It's simple. The CFL doesn't even have a link to their own product like there's nowhere on the cfl site where you can buy a cfl shirt it's stupid
0: my, my favorite toque is the toque we got it uh i think all of us actually end up with one of these the cfl toque with hustle on it and the logo on the front that is like my favorite toque i wear and it's just a cfl branded toque that we got at cfl week in winnipeg and i wear it all the time because it's like one it's it's comfortable and two it's just the cfl logo and the league needs more of that out there
2: We see this every single off-season. It's one of the biggest topics that happens every single year. I want CFL merch. Give me CFL merch. We need CFL merch. Why is Ottawa's shop the only ones that have it? And why isn't there more of it? Why is it so limited? this, this This has been a constant conversation topic for longer than we've had this show. And yet there has never been a push to get CFL merch out to the masses. It would be free money for the league. People will buy it, you know. Put it out in a limited uh, run first. Make sure that the market is there. Sure, but get it out there. Get like rider fans wear their gear everywhere when they go traveling. I saw. Best believe I would be wearing a CFL shirt or hat or toque or whatever traveling, just as likely.
0: Waste Management Open. I saw more rider gear than i wish to imagine i'm in phoenix walking around i'm going rider fan rider fan
1: Ryder fan rider fan like
2: it's it's how we tell where we are
1: it's mm-hmm.
2: it's how but you start how up many, a conversation with random strangers
1: but how many fans of other teams don't like the, the, to me the riders are the anomaly uh, anomaly there like you don't see a lot of calgary stampeder fans taking all their Calgary. Stampede because I, I do not want to talk to
0: a Stampeder fan anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see it, right? Like, Winnipeg has a has a decent following that does that. But, yeah, it's basically just runner fans. How many just casual fans would be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a CFL shirt. Oh, yeah, I'll take that on vacation. People will see that I'm a Canadian or whatever and maybe strike up a convo and whatever. But if you see that, cool, that's great. You, then you can you see somebody wearing a, a CFL shirt. Oh, hey, where are you from? Oh, cool. You're from Regina. Cool. You must be a Ryder fan. Oh yeah. But I wore this like, Oh, cool. You can strike up a conversation and all of a sudden like it just works. I just don't understand how the CFL doesn't understand this. Just get your own gear in a link in each team shop. Even if the, the link takes you to the CFL site and you have to buy it off there. Fine. So be it, but people will do it.
0: No, it'd be their biggest seller. And I I'm not kidding like a distressed, like old school helmet logo shirt. People will go nuts because they, they, they got that CFL old school stuff they were doing uh, a few years ago, slap that logo on it, on a shirt. I guarantee you they would sell in limited edition. They would sell it out in no time. Bring, Bring back, back
2: all of the radically Canadian, that too. everything, that entire, that's the last time I remember there being CFL specific merch. Cause you still see radically Canadian shirts. What? You still see our balls are bigger shirts.
0: Remember a few years ago, they released all the U.S. expansion teams on a I bunch of limited edition shirts. I own uh, the Posse. The I actually bought the Miners and I sent to a buddy of mine in, who lives in Sacramento who went to all the games. Um, I own the Pirates, obviously, because God bless the Shreveport Pirates. And um, I own another one, too. I just can't remember what it is. Oh, the Stallions. Like, awesome shirts. Do that again. I would gladly buy another set. Because the pandemic made me fat
2: and I can't wear them. <laughs> yes, it's the pandemic that did it.
1: And, and beer and cheeseburgers. Yeah, you know kind of I agree thing. with Greg. It was the pandemic because mine don't fit me either. Right. So, yes, it was that pandemic. So, Steve, you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's common. <laughs> and it made me but bald just, too. But I just want to see just one place where you can get that. And I mean, good for the Ottawa Blocks. They're probably just have some sort of partner where I bet you they don't have. All this stuff in stock, it's literally just probably an online exclusive. And but it's a new item, so I don't know. They might have it in their in their stores uh at OSEG. but why
0: not? They should sell Rough Riders gear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) You know what?
2: There's a lot of Ottawa fans who would absolutely love to buy
1: oh no, I I know I know for old
2: Rough Riders gear. if,
0: If they could If they actually did like a Ottawa Rough Riders, the Space Rough Riders gear, I'm certain it would sell out in no time. However, they can't. And it cracks me up every time I think about it.
2: (laughs) I would love to see one day the Riders versus Riders retro game. One day, just one time. Let them have it for one game.
0: Honestly, they don't even need to call the the Rough Riders. It could still be the Riders versus the Red Blacks, but put the giant on the helmet go old school uniforms and it would be a thing of beauty. It really
2: would. I'm 100% on board. It has to be rough riders versus rough riders.
0: No, no. It's the only way it works. They they legally can't call them the rough riders. And I I love every minute of that.
2: We'll find a way around that ruling just for one game. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, with uh, just under a week and a half away from training camp, should I do it now? Or should I wait a week? for my uh you gotta wait for days. the first one you gotta wait for the first yeah. request okay well that'll probably happen next week then as uh it's uh steve you mentioned that uh, you're riding your bikes to work well looks like the riders are going to be doing that again in saskatoon and i'll have a rant next week on that and why that pisses me off so much
0: signs of spring grass is green leaves on the trees
1: riders are asking for bikes so we'll get to that next week here on the Piffles Podcast, but that's going to do it for us this week. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. And, of course, special thanks, as always, to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support making this all possible for us. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Greg? I think Steve's getting ready to leave because it's your turn to sing with Tyler Gilbert and Ghost Behind Your Mind. Chris Jones, call me, I'm available.